0: Welcome to the Gentleman's Guide to the World Below. Now, last time we discussed the alchemist calling within the world below, but it is far from the only valuable calling of students, potential leaders, analysts, and experimenters present in the vast underneath. The farsighter fulfills some of that same function. I've travelled to many worlds and I've seen many things, many people occupying certain roles, classes if you will, and the Farsighter is a very interesting one to me, perhaps the most fascinating in the world below, how this calling came into existence. There are many anomalies surrounding the Farsighter. For one thing, the Farsighter's name implies a certain vision of the future, they play the role of oracles, diviners, if you will, individuals who can see the future and predict upcoming danger. This is vital. When you consider that almost every community and settlement is at permanent risk of destruction from beasts, from environmental hazards, from the world below convulsing and consuming them, a Farsighter can prevent that any of that from occurring. But they can also speak to the world below, or at the least, they claim that the world below speaks to them. The farsighter merely listens, and the world below whispers its wisdom. And so they can manipulate plant life, They can speak with plants as if they were friends, and some of these plants are horrifically carnivorous or toxic, but to Farsighters they are the best allies a travelling group can have. And so there's something of a druidic nature to the Farsighter, along with the divination. But that's not all. Because Farsighters play such an integral role in planning, in knowing one's environment, They are gifted with an immense charisma and a perceived honesty. After all, who is going to believe a diviner that is consistently wrong and lying? It benefits the Farsighter to be honest with what they perceive, and this earns them a paladin-esque role. So you see, the Farsighter is multifaceted. You might see them as a glorious knight, you may see them as an plant-encrusted druid. You could see them as an airy and aloof diviner, but the fact is they are all of these things. The vast majority of settlements and communities in the world below appoint a Farsighter as their leader, where those settlements and communities have a single person in charge. There are plenty that do not. Agos B has its Council of Bridges, for instance, he- leans heavily on the guilds, as does Oriasis. But there are others where Farsighters play a fundamental role as leaders of the settlement. As an example, Fortress. Few individuals would look at the settlement of Fortress and assume, naturally, that Emperor Rook, the dove in charge, who insists that everyone around him remembers that thou art mortal, is simply a Farsighter. His robust nature, his obsession with hammers and wishing to destroy anyone that's in his path, his desire to expand his settlement across multiple strata, all of this sounds like the the persona of a warlord. But the reason he is so successful, the reason Emperor Rook has been able to cling on to power for so long and improve Fortress's fortunes is because of his gifts as a Farsighter. He knows when danger is coming. He knows when to erect walls and hunker down. He is fiercely protective of his people, but he is also dedicated to their improvement in skill at arms, expanding fortifications, building settlement, artificer work, that kind of thing. Now, just like the alchemists... Farsighters have access to a brand of sorcery, the Wisdom of Heliogy. Now, Heliogy is another interesting anomaly. And you note maybe that I used the word anomaly earlier as if to point they just don't work. It doesn't make sense. They stand out as strange, and Farsighters certainly (laughs) do all of those things because heliogy implies a worship and maybe, well, study primarily of the sun. Now, I have been to worlds, of course, where there is a sun in the sky, maybe even more than one stars in galaxies and so forth, but there is no soul in the world below. The vast underneath has no access to the sky and the skyward settlements that are closest to a potential sun are so riddled with toxicity and venom that uh, I would, well, hesitate to visit just on the bare chance of being able to see a solar deity in the sky above. And yet, Farsighters claim that their wisdom comes to them From the sun, via the world below, to them. They understand that light means life. And so you see the idea of the sun expands. They believe that darkness is the great enemy. That the people of the world below cannot survive if they are plunged into gloom. Rather, they need to bring light to every corner. That soul, the if it's a deity, if it is a demigod, if it is simply an astral body, is vital, if not physically, what it implies. Light means life, and it is the Farsighter's duty to spread light and life throughout the world below. You can well imagine, therefore, that as well as illuminating many a cave with uh, bright fungi, uh, sunflies, and indeed their sorceries, they are also a bunch of promiscuous buggers, because far-sighters think life is... well, life is as vital as anything else. Now, Heliogy provides a number of fascinating gifts. They can create fortresses of plant life, weeds, vines, and so on, but they can turn said fortresses into hungry, consuming hazards. Again, their ability to manipulate plant life is really quite uh, well, stunning, I think, is an understatement. They can also enable others to pass through the world below a lot easier. They can essentially enhance another person's ability to excavate or to survive hostile environments, again, life being vital, but their sorceries also enable them to see the past or see the future. A lot of individuals believe that Farsighters only have the gift to see forward, but that is not true. Farsighters can use Heliogy to see events from the past. You can probably imagine this makes them incredibly useful in the role of investigation. Even with our best will, there are still crimes that are committed in the world below hell. There's an entire calling dedicated to that kind of thing in the form of the silhouettes, and so it is often the role of the farsighters to discover the truth of all of that. Farsighters have the ability to speak with and call animals to them, and to engender them as spies if not guards. They can bolster the will of others, inspiring their charges. Remember, Farsighters are natural leaders. Farsighters are a dichotomous calling because we place our trust in them greatly. We have to, because without them, so few of us would actually survive from one season to the next. And so we place upon them these roles of paladin, of knight, of druid, of community leader. But such responsibilities give a great deal of rise to corruption. To take the example of Emperor Rook, There are very few individuals who could claim to like the Dav. This one in particular. There are very few people who could claim to respect him for his compassion, for his kindness, or indeed for his honesty. Because the fact is, a Farsighter like Emperor Rook does care, but he cares for himself, for the people of Fortress that are loyal to him, but everyone else in the world below can go jump in a chasm as far as he is concerned. So it is incorrect to think of Farsighters as simply good and noble and holy. That's another calling. Farsighters can see the future. They can manipulate the world around them. They can be paragons of truth and law. But they choose where to apply those gifts so a Farsighter can be your enemy just as easily as they can be your friend. Thank you very much for watching.